Hello, and welcome to Simply Support Podcast with your hosts, Mandy Spray and Dawn Wilding, having a different conversation about health and well-being from a mind-body perspective. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Mandy Spray and Dawn Wilding from Simply Support, um, a charitable organisation, or soon-to-be a charitable organisation that we set up to support people in all areas of health and well-being, especially from the mind-body connection. So this morning, Dawn and I are going to have a different conversation um, about Simply Support, why we've set it up, what we're hoping to achieve, and anything else that comes to mind. So I'm going to hand over to Dawn and start off probably with a question. Dawn, why Simply Support? Well, good morning, everybody. Why Simply Support indeed? It's been a a tricky one to actually... um, formalized because as soon as you start to put too many words and explanations to what it is we want to do we we found that we limit it and we that's the very thing we want to avoid we don't want to limit it to any particular subject or condition or um, situation in life Uh, I don't know if that you agree with that Mandy but I think one of the main things is that simply support we want to focus on realizing our health rather than treating our illnesses and that's one of the things we discussed right at the very beginning that I think we both agree with because um, there are so many organizations and um, uh, facilities and and services out there that will will focus on what's wrong with us and um, but what we really want to focus on is what's right with us all yeah that I love that already. Yeah, and I think, well, both of us have had too many years to count probably experience of being health practitioners, health and well-being practitioners in various forms. We're both trained homeopaths, we've worked in nutrition, we've done lots of things. I was a nurse years ago. And I think what we've, one of the things that we kept seeing was people kind of struggling with various health issues. But we saw that it wasn't necessarily the health issue that was causing the uh, the problem. It was kind of something else. And we could see through that and see that people actually were just innately healthy. So we're born into health and then through circumstance and so on and so forth, our bodies might start um, appearing to let us down. And that can cause all sorts of issues, worry, stress, anxiety. And we just started seeing more and more this group of people um, that were kind of living life, feeling disempowered, um, unhealthy, unwell, depressed, anxious. And we just kind of thought, well, well, how can we help this group of people? Because often also they might be people who can't access the therapies and the, the stuff that we were offering. I suppose that's that's kind of it was seeing this group of people increasing group of people um that we wanted to reach out to Mm. does that make sense it does and I think from again from my many many years in in practice it's what where I see people are 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 needing the support is after the established systems and organisations that are in place for emergencies and acute and serious illnesses, that they do their job under huge pressure, and then there's this massive gap for people. They've they've maybe had a diagnosis and they've had initial treatment, and then they're sort of just left to get on with it. And um, 
from my own personal experience now as a grandparent, I've, I've had lots of also grandparents that suddenly see their children in, in a problem. Um, we've seen many children get diagnosed with all sorts of things over the years. And then what they, they don't know where to go with it. What the family is, is left in limbo. The, the child is put through all these tests and, and then you've come up with a diagnosis of, let's say, for instance, ADHD, autism, all of those kinds of things. And then what? For the family, yeah. then what? Um, and that's the gap that we'd like to fill, to, to just really um, instill in people that their well-being is always intact. They are never broken. And... It, there is always a glimmer. What, however bad the situation may seem in the moment, it 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 there's always hope. Yeah, I love that because I think that's what it's about, isn't it? It's helping people to understand, have a different understanding about what's going on for them. Mm. And there are some amazing support organisations out there, definitely. And I've worked for some of them, and like you know, you you're very aware of them and. It's not saying that support isn't there for people. We just want to do this slightly differently and actually point people to their innate health rather than rather than the problem yes. and help people understand what they really are, um, yeah. understand what's going on. And I mean, part of that is kind of <clears throat> using or making this accessible, using language that people understand, because this is really ordinary. Mm. You know, it... it I suppose it's helping people to see what being an ordinary human being is all about without sounding too woo-woo. Yeah. But actually, also one of the biggies that we came up with was about connection. Because often when people are feeling unwell, <clears throat> stressed, anxious, all of those sorts of things, they become disconnected from friends, from other support groups, just from their local community. And what we can see is that when people feel like they're in connection, they're actually hanging out, having conversations with people. That in itself can be healing. And that in itself can help people remember that they are kind of human beings having a different experience. Yes. So I think the organisation is, I suppose, as, as we're talking, I'm, I'm thinking, well, it's about information, it's about connection, it's about health. Um, yeah, big on connection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So you've got, in your experience, you have, so I'm losing it a bit now, <laughs> but we had an event recently that I think blew us both away. And it was an event, a local community event, where we didn't know how many people were going to come. We kind of thought it might be 25, 30. And it was an evening event where we had singers, or Carl Chapman, who works with us, he um, is a voice coach and he some of the people that he coaches came along and, and kind of performed. And we had a tombola and we had a raffle. And we ended up with how many people? 85. 85 people, which kind of blew us away. Mm -hmm. And it just showed us that there is a need for this kind of event. There is a need where people can kind of get together without spending loads of money and just have a nice time. So we definitely want to be doing more of that. And then there's also the kind of information sessions, workshops, seminars, um, online webinars, whatever. I suppose we're open, aren't we, to any kind of ideas that, that come to us. Um, yeah. I think it's also helping people to see 
that we all all of us are living out of the same human experience but we all when we get into a, a situation that we've not been in before I'll use the same example again a, a diagnosis of an illness or a family member that's diagnosed with something or a bereavement or um, even menopause menopause actually is huge but once we're once we experience those things, we tend to close down into that experience and feel like maybe we're not we're not doing it correctly, or <clears throat> this is the end, or um, I shouldn't be feeling like this. I shouldn't feel so terrible. I shouldn't feel so ill, and all of those things cl- then put us in a state of despair. Mm-hmm. But a, a big part of what I think we want to share in Simply Support is that even the really bad things are okay. Mm-hmm. We, we can't lose a loved one without feeling devastated, but it's helping people to see and just supporting them through that experience to actually help people to see that it won't last forever and yeah. things change and your thinking will change and your feelings about it will change um Mm. for me that that's huge um because I think we've all experienced really bad things in our lives and then we maybe we will remember those bad things and feel terrible and think it's that bad thing that's making us feel terrible but actually it's only what we've brought into our thinking in this moment that's made us feel terrible and once we understand that, <clears throat> you, I mean, Mandy, you know that it does really help us to um, go through any of those experiences, knowing that it won't last. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's two things that came up for me there. I think that's that's lovely the way you explained that. And one of them was about normalising people's situations. So, you know, as you just said, experiencing a grief, it's normal and expected to feel pretty bad you know it's I think there's there's almost an element that we shouldn't be feeling like that we need to get over it we need to um get on with life but actually it's normal and ordinary to feel those experiences and to understand why we're having those experiences is so useful because one of the things we want to do is help people make sense of life so some of it it will be about the mind-body connection it's understanding how the mind works that we're experiencing thought in the moment so that's really helpful and it you know it's so simple but it takes a while to get your head around and we forget regularly but actually um yeah my my knee might be painful today but I know that the more I focus on it the more thinking I give it the worse it's going to feel it's as simple as that and it's not about denial it's about having a kind of normal easier relationship with our with our bodies um the other thing that came to mind was about information, especially nowadays, because we get a twinge and we're straight onto the internet looking to see what it means. And we're, what we're doing is we're going away from our own kind of wisdom, our own connection. Um, and then we scare ourselves, of course, because we look for the worst case scenario. So this is also about understanding how we live today in this kind of modern world with social media and the internet and all that kind of stuff. It's helping people... Um, to understand and make sense of life and part of that is the way I I love what the way you do these simple um, easily explained 
sessions and workshops on what's going on in any particular disease or any particular kind of bodily function. You explain how we work physically and kind of mentally, but the physical bit I love because so many of us don't know that. Mm. So actually explaining how the gut works, what is behind a headache, what will happen if you drink a, I don't know, a really sugary drink or something. Actually having an understanding of what's going on is so helpful because then we can make informed choices. Often we're making choices about what we eat or, or the kind of lifestyle we have, not from, the, not from good information. So I think that's a big part of it as well, is about helping people make sense of their experience, as in thought in the moment, but also the kind of physical stuff that's going on that we experience via thought. (laughs) Exactly. And it all comes down to that, doesn't it? Our experience is, is, is always come from our thought in the moment. And 20 odd years ago, when I initially did my training, somebody said to me, one of the great teachers that I had, uh, our body is always doing the best it can in the moment with what it's got. Uh, So any symptom that you have is always information. It's always information. It's not anything to be scared of. It's information for you to listen to. Mm. And if you ignore that information, then it will try another way to show you. So, and and that's always stuck with me. And And because I was very fearful of health, that's, you know, part and, and part of my story is being incredibly fearful of health. Mm. Um, illness was, was a big part of my childhood. So <clears throat> for me to hear that actually turned it around. So, you know, over the last 40 years of my life, I've started to really change the way that I think about health. It's become, my body has become a friend that always tells me what's going on. Mm. That's such a lovely way of putting it because so often we see our bodies as, as things that are letting us down. I didn't feel it was so friendly during the menopause, I have to say. No. <laughs> I had a few blips there, but that, and that's a biggie. And so for any women out there who are going through it, Amanda and I can really help you to see that for what it is. Yeah. And that's something that we're, we're definitely going to do as themed kind of workshops and webinars. So the, the, yeah, making sense of the menopause is going to be really helpful to a lot of people. Because you're right. I mean, it's so easy to think that, mm-hmm. I don't know, that your body's letting you down and to start having a kind of almost like a negative relationship with it. But when we can sit and it's almost like, thank you for that message. <laughs> you know, like the hangover from drinking too much the night before. It's really useful. Your body's not letting you down. It's actually letting you know that it's working hard to actually get rid of the toxins and the things that you've put into it the day before. And again, there's no blame. It's just we can have an understanding and from that place, we kind of know what to do about it, which might be, you know, stay in bed all day, drink lots of water, maybe not get drink so much next time, whatever. But there's constant messages. And if we can get in relationship with our body, which uh, that doesn't mean to say that it's not all one, but our bodies, having a good relationship with our body seems like a really good idea to me. Yeah, yeah. It just, again, it makes sense. Well, and I know. Do that all the time. <laughs> no, a really silly thing this weekend. We, Steve and I have been incredibly busy. So Friday night, he's got a very healthy um, supper out of the freezer. And I said, you know, I really don't fancy that. So we went to a very good local Indian takeaway. And then at three o'clock in the morning, I got up feeling absolutely shocking. And Steve, when I got back in bed, Steve said, that wasn't a very good idea, was it? To have that? <laughs> 
But we both laughed and said, well, that's just another reminder then. So we won't do that again for a while. And it's, um, you know, you're never, it, we're never going to do everything right all of the time. No. But the fact that we couldn't sleep and we didn't feel great and, you know, it's it just a reminder that, but that was only our body adjusting. And I love that because behind that as well, that's what we, we like to help people with. It's like why we make the particular choices that we make. Mm. So, for instance, if, if you're really craving a sugary drink, understanding why that craving is happening is really useful. And it, it's kind of gen- general. So if we're feeling tired, we might want some sugar to, to boost us up. But it could also be that actually we're looking for more sweetness in our life or something. So actually getting curious with people is... I, well, I love doing that. I love that. I wonder why that kind of element of the coaching work that I do. I wonder why it makes sense to have that behaviour in the moment. I know that it's because you're thinking in that in the moment, but what's behind that? What kind of led to that? So if people, I, I mean, we know people who, um, for instance, have, I don't know, let's say diabetes. So the advice is to have a particular diet, to do a, a particular lifestyle. And yet they seem to constantly be going against that. My dad was, was like that, actually, was, was just uh, constantly pulled towards a diet that didn't suit his condition, if that yeah. makes sense. And the, so and the problem is they don't have an understanding, a deep understanding of what it is. Because, you, you know, we've talked about this a lot, Mandy. When, when we understand what's happening functionally, then it makes sense it yeah. doesn't mean that we're going to stick to it forever more, but it makes yeah. it makes sense. It Not can do, and I, I think it's funny because then that reminded me of, of I was I smoked for years, and I had so much information about the, the damage that smoking could do to me, and I carried on smoking, and eventually, and it wasn't that I didn't know, so it, it was quite interesting. I had an informed choice to carry on smoking, so behind that, what why did I go against? this information and behind those sorts of reasons I was stressed at the time I was anxious at the time it appeared that the the cigarette smoking was helping me to stay calm and so that's where our understanding of how the mind works is really really useful because when I understand understood that that craving in the moment would pass it wasn't actually a physical craving for me it was a situational craving or whatever but it was a thought saying to me you need a cigarette you need a cigarette and when I realized actually that thought will just pass I don't need to have a cigarette to to not feel that craving anymore that was really helpful and I think that's where this oh I'm so excited that's where being able to help people understand how the mind works is the missing link because people often have lots of information about their disease or their illness or whatever Mm. and and yet there's something missing so when we can help them understand the, how the mind is involved, that that can just change things overnight. Yeah. That, that's that's a really good point. And again, going back to my old teacher, he used to say uh, with all c- c- kinds of addiction that in, in your situation, the cigarette was the answer to the stress. Yeah. So he said, you know, the person has already got their answer. Their answer might be, a gambling addiction or it might be um, alcohol might be drugs it might be a cigarette he said so always understand that they have their answer so we have to show them that there is another answer absolutely and that's where the mind bit comes in I think 
Yeah. And so yeah. just giving people a list of what's what terrible things will happen to you if you do this doesn't give them the answer. No. And can make them feel worse. And then when you're feeling worse, you go back to the same crutch. So it's, you're stuck in that vicious cycle. Mm. Absolutely. So this is much more of, I suppose we've both been involved in kind of holistic therapies for years, but this feels like we've taken it into a whole nother level. Um, yeah. It's exciting. I think we'll have more conversations like this, to be honest, because... Well, it helps us clear up why we're trying to do it. It helps us, yeah, it helps us clear it up, definitely. And it helps us to almost to become a little bit more, for me, it's helping me to be clear, more clear-minded about it. Mm. And this, this isn't, this is about helping people make sense of their experience. And the way to do that includes community events, it includes one-to-ones, it includes workshops. So the aim of this is to take our understanding to wherever people are at. Yes, and to make it as as low cost as possible. Um, we definitely don't want to be excluding people. That's right, accessible. So the information we give out, we want to make that accessible, and also really encouraging people to let us know what what they're struggling with, so that we know how to respond. Mm. So it feels a bit different from kind of setting up a business and saying, right, come and get what you want from us. This feels much more about connecting with our local communities. Yeah. And that includes online. It doesn't have to be just physical communities. Um, and using, I suppose, our skills, but our understanding um, to help in whatever way makes sense. And that's also why we are um, applying to be, have charitable status so that we can um, access more and more people. Mm. Yeah. Have you got anything you want to add to any of that? No, I think just to reiterate, really, that we don't want to put a subject matter to what we do. Um, so, for instance, it won't be a, a depression group and it won't be a, an addiction group or it won't be any of those things. Because when you strip away all of the explanations and all of the, the um, I suppose, diagnoses, we're all just human beings trying to um, cope in the world. And we're all the same. Under the skin, we're all exactly the same. We might have a massive variety of stuff in our lives that looks different, but the bottom line is we all come from exactly the same place. Mm. And that is always, you know, our well-being is always intact. Mm. That's a great reminder. And I think that's, you know, something that we'll, we'll just keep saying over and over again that we're all unique expressions of the same kind of life force really and I suppose that's what we're going to be work working alongside human beings who might happen to have a whole range of diagnoses or none I mean people don't have you know people don't have to have a condition (laughs) we make up our own a lot of the time don't we it may not be an established diagnosis but I know how many people have you heard say oh I'm 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 really shy or I'm, I'm, I've got really low self-esteem or, or all of these things that we put on ourselves as if it's, that's who we are. Yeah, um, yeah and that's also... That's interesting. Like, you know, people, that is interesting. And defining ourselves by stuff, isn't it? Mm. But what came to mind then was the feeling. I think that's quite what people felt at our community event. 
lots of people said the feeling there was just great. So there's no kind of teacher and student or them and us. It's actually we're all human beings experiencing life in our own unique, quirky, daft ways or whatever. And actually coming together from that place of innate health, we can definitely share our understanding, but we're going to learn as much from the people that we hang out with, the people in the groups, as they are from us. Always. And I think, yeah, and that's it. It's finding the common point which comes from feeling. Yeah. So if we can create a safe space where people feel able to allow their kind of natural health to, to kick in, um, which is about having a different conversation, people not being frightened to ask questions or talk about their experience. So, yeah, it's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, yeah. we're doing it. We're already doing it, Mandy. We're already doing it. And we've got, I think one of the first things we're going to be doing is coffee mornings. Um, so watch this space. Um, if you haven't checked the website, please feel free to do that. That's www.simplysupport.org. Um, and we do have a Facebook group as well, but um, on the website you'll find the email address. So do get in touch if you have any ideas or um, just want to reach out to us. And we will be doing more of these podcasts. So thank you very much for joining us and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Please visit us at www.simplysupport.org.